0: Classes today, memory of Jared Olchen, and we will start on chapter 20 in the book of Psalms, number 49, page 49, chapter 20. Then there is an interesting question in the Madrash. Why was chapter, this this chapter was chosen as chapter 20? Then the Madrash says that the first 19 chapters are basically 18, because chapter 1, if you remember, mm-hmm. it was like chapter 1 and 2, is really like one chapter. 18 chapters remind us of what? The Amido. 18 blessings. Really, there is in the Amida 19 blessings. Right. Then you can even, if you say you go with 19 chapters, it's corresponding to 19 blessings. The chapter 2, and after they finish the Amida, we turn to God, we say, May my word of my mouth and my um, meditation, meditation, of, my meditation of my heart be recep- uh, accepted yeah. in from, before you. This same line we said in the end of chapter 20, kind of. Then, uh, then Therefore, this was chosen as, cha- as the chapter in chapter 20. Like the end of the Amida, so to speak. So, you know? so
1: d- when David com- compiled this, he was thinking, he was creating that structure?
0: Could be, yeah. Could be. I don't know, I cannot promise you, but could be. This chapter is a very important chapter. We're in chapter 20. Chapter 20, every time when somebody is under the distress, it says chapter 20. 20, 22, and 69 are the chapters to say when you're praying for somebody or for something for yourself. As it says in the note in the Badmir, prayer on behalf of a loved one. Whom you are unable to help. In every time when Jewish people come together to pray for something serious, Luke chapter 1. And because you, you'll see right in the beginning how, why? Please read it.
2: For the leader of Psalm by David. May
0: God answer. Okay, you. before we start, sometimes it's written, Mizmor mor le David. Sometimes it's written, le David Mismore. Sometimes it's a is a psalm by David sometimes is David is making is saying a song oh, how it's translated um and where is it there is sometimes the David Misma Hashem or somewhere there is quite a few um, that goes the word mismo comes later then the Medresh says oh, for example in page sixty one by David a psalm, mm-hmm. really mismo means like a song when you say, when is when we when is when David said Mizmor, the word Psalm before his name. When he said the name before his name, whenever David, a, uh, uh, from God came, he had he had a higher, the Spirit rested on him, the Holy Spirit rested on him. Then was Mismore Le David. Then God, then God gave this. He, he started to sing to say a Psalm, a Psalm for David. The Psalm came first. The Psalm came before him. Whenever David wanted to get the to, to praise God, to say a song, but he did not have the Spirit of God. He said that David mismo, David wants to praise God, and he's like asking from God, he should give him the Spirit of God, he should be able to, to, get, to, to say it. He wanted, the, he wanted the Holy Spirit to rest upon him. He begged God, so to speak, that the Holy Spirit should come upon him. Okay, number two, may
2: God... May God answer you in a day of suffering. May the name of God of Yaakov raise
0: you up high. Because of this line, may God answer you in the day of suffering. That's why we said every time we suffer from something. Every time the in Hebrew the word is tsara, tsoras, right? Zoras, everybody knows the word tsoros. The word tsorus is, is in Hebrew, suffering. That's what the word tsarah means. Then when every time when he has tsorus, we pray to God. That's why it's he's talking I mean, that's why this chapter became a chapter about that. Who used the word Sarah the first time? Numbers? Uh, before hmm. that? Jacob? Jacob. Yeah, no God who answered me on the oh. days of my suffering. It's in this passage, uh, yeah. The Medrash makes that comparison. Go ahead.
2: May he send your aid from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your flower offerings and accept the fat of your burnt offerings, Selah. Mm-hmm. May He give you, to you according to your heart, and fulfill all your musings.
3: Just out of curiosity, I mean, what, what sacrifices was David doing at this time?
0: David was praying really for the future, not for himself. Many many prayers he said it for the future when there will be a temple. Many, it's not the only one. Then it's not a, and could be. What was doing David's time it was a temple somewhere. In Nov, in or Givon? Shilo was destroyed so, much before David so came see. around. It was in Nov or in Givon, there was something. I don't think there was a the Ark the was not there, but it was a certain level a certain type of a temple. It's written that for 57 years after the destruction of Shiloh, before the te- they built the temple, there was it was temple. Exactly when we it's not clear what it could be there was a temple at the time, then it's not such a surprising thing that it. That he offered sacrifices.
4: I'm just reading it from our book, where we pray in the mm-hmm. morning. Does it say, May God answer you on the day of distress? Does it say that word? Yes, that
0: distress. Better? It's a matter of translation, distress and suffering. I think suffering is the more correct word. Service so is suffering. Always when you translate something, always be different translations. That's what you lose when you don't know speak Hebrew, my friend. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead. ahead.
2: Yeah. We will joyously sing in your salvation, and raise
0: our flags in the name of our God. May God fulfill all of your requests. Okay, here is an important thing: we will joyously sing in the day of when you in your salvation is when God helps us. We forget to thank, we forget to to celebrate, to recognize that He helped us. That's what the Torah is saying. That's what King David is saying.
2: Now I know that God saves His anointed. He will answer him from His holy heavens with the mighty axe of his rescuing right hand.
0: Who is the anointed? The anointed really could be every Jew. Do not touch my anointed one. Mm-hmm. The Talmud puts it as little children, Jewish little children. That every Jew could be an anointed one. It talks about really everyone. Obviously, the, in general, the anointed one means the king. The king was anointed with a with special oil that was a sign. That's how they crowned them as a king. That was the crowning for a king.
3: That's uh,
0: Moshiach, that's why the word Moshiach means anointed one the ultimate anointed one will be the Moshiach Moshiach is not the name of a person Moshiach means the anointed one the one who will be anointed as a king go ahead these
2: trust in chariots and these trust in horses but we will call the name
0: of God our God okay, here is an important thing we say they trust in chariot they trust in physical things we trust in the name of God the problem, it's not we do not need chariots. We do not need an army. But we shouldn't have the trust in the army. Trust we should have in God. We need something physical. We need a vessel to do our physical needs. We, need, we go to the doctor, but we don't trust the doctor. We trust Hashem. The doctor is a is a messenger to bring God's blessing. That's the Jewish attitude about Emunah in Bitochem. And that's why what he mentioned quite a few times, and the dollar, it's written with God, in God we trust. It's not written in God we believe. Once a, a chief, the chief rabbi of Haifa came to the Rebbe. The Rebbe gave our dollars. The Rebbe gave him the dollar. Then he called him back. He says, it's written here in God we trust. Probably he had a trust problem with God. Then he walks away. The Rebbe calls him back. He calls them. The difference in believing trust is from one, cor- from one uh, corner to the other. Like it's... Believe in God. I believe that everything comes to me is from God. Yeah, good or bad, but it's bad when bad is bad. Trusting God, you trust your wife with your children. You trust your husband with your children. What does this mean? You trust this person. You trust your in-laws. You trust your parents. They will do the best what they can. They they have the full best interest for the sake of the child. That's trusting God. That it was the best for, 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 for whatever happened. And that's a whole different level. And it's a very hard level. And that's what they say, the trust has to be in God. Not in chariots and not in Nothing Not in material things and not in physical things. It has to be in, in the name of God. Number nine.
2: They have bent
0: and fallen,
2: but we have arisen and stand upright. Oh God, save us. May the King answer us on the day that we
0: call. call. Then really, in God we trust is really our vessel for the blessing of God. It's a very, very hard level. High level and hard level. To reach there, in God we trust. It's easy to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Give lectures anytime. Speeches, even better. You know, my wife told me many times, maybe you start to practice a little bit what you preach. Well God you okay. How about applying a little bit in your own life? You're right, that's very hard, but the more we the more we let go. Even somebody today talked to me about the AA program, and they, they tell they told her you have to let go, you have to give it up to God. She asked, her, Are you trusting God? I said, think so. so. If you trust God, why are you so trying to hold on to these things? If you trust God, means you, I do what I can, the rest is in the name of God. The more we have trust in God, the more we create a vessel for God helping us. If we hold on to things, we kind of don't let God to interfere. I'll take care of it. What if you, if you take care of it, yeah. somebody wants to help you. Said no, I'll slap it myself. I don't need your help. I oh, you don't need my help. Fine. The more we say God, now it's a new end. The more we let God in, so to speak.
4: We talked about this once before. In yeah, the, at least about, once. About, yeah. About uh, if, someone's, if you're worried, let's say, you're worried about this. Really? You're the only one worried? But if you're worried, it's really,
0: it goes against that philosophy. Right! It really does. You're right! You're right! Yeah, so is, worrying is is against it. If you have trust in God, you wouldn't worry about anything. So, I worry. There's people <laughs> that, 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 that just okay. have that full. There yes. is people who are born less warriors and people are born bigger warriors. That's first of all. Then the people who don't worry should not give themselves too much credit. <laughs> it's not because they're bigger believers. <laughs> because they are, by nature, not warriors. That's first of all. Now, the real achievement in somebody who is a warrior, who stops to worry, that's an achievement.
1: Well, we see that Moshe and uh, Yaakov uh, both... Um, Yaakov, look
0: Yaakov. He right. worries and worries. And God had to tell him a thousand times, "Don't be, don't fear, Yaakov." Whenever we have to say, "Don't fear," obviously he was fearing. The message goes with that It's written about Moses, "Al tiro, don't be, free, don't fear." Why? It means he was afraid. By Abraham it's written. I think by by Isaac it's written. By Jacob it's written. By Moses it's written. Then even they trusting God, they still they still were worried. But that's that's the challenge of life. Is out to reach from a level of believing God to the level of trusting God. That means to know God. To know God means to love Him and to trust Him. You trust a person that you love, if you think about it. Then to know God, in the Bible, it's written about God said about Abraham, because I know Him. That Rashi says it's an expression of love. Of uh, funding f- uh, f- funding, mm-hmm. I fund them, I love them fund, fund. Yeah. Then, then the same thing is, that means to love, and then it's to know God means to trust them. I know somebody very well. I met many people, I know very few people, really know. then that's what we are talking about here. that's number two, one is about trusting God. The most challenging concept in life is to reach to the level of trusting, but every day we are we're getting there a little more. Chapter 21.
3: For the leader of Psalm by David. O God, in your strength, the king rejoices, and your salvation how he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire, and the uttering of his lips you have not withheld Salah. For you preceded him with blessings of goodness, you placed on his head a crown of fine gold. He it's asked, all
0: about King David, basically, if you realize cool. that. Go ahead. One,
3: he but, asked of you life. You gave it to him. Length of days forever. Okay,
0: he asked of your life. What does this mean? The Medrish said that King David was supposed to be born, be a stillborn baby, to be born and die. He did not have ears. Then, first of all, the question is why we have st- stillborn babies? What's the point? You can be born and die. Somebody was born for a day, for two, he had a mission. Somebody b- dies by birth. What's the point? The answer is that to be resurrected from the dead, you must be born. That even the stillborn babies will be resurrected from the dead. That's number one. But here, King David was supposed to be a stillborn baby. Then God gave him life. From where? Adam gave him, donated him 70 years from his life. Adam and Eve. Adam was supposed to live a thousand years. And he lived only 930. (laughs) 70 years of his life he gave King David. Interesting enough, how many stories do you know about Adam? Very well. Not a yeah. lot. Yeah, he the tree of Knowledge. You know anything <laughs> else about him? What oh, he did, he traveled, how was his vacation, something, nothing. Gudisht! 930 years! How about a few more stories about them? Goodish. <laughs> how long did David live? 70 years. Good David accomplished in 70 years. You know many stories about David? goes on and on and on and on. It's what you make it to your life. We, have, we know more. King David had much more influence in the world than Adam, really. I mean, Adam created, started humanity, obviously. But 70 years could be very, very meaningful. 70 years. And that's what he says. You gave him long days. What is he spoke a few times lately? Length of days. The length of days means the days were long, they were meaningful, they were accomplished.
3: His length of days forever? How do, we transfer, how do we understand that? Sounds like he's got eternal life.
0: Yes. David, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> lives live. and exists. Lives and exists. Mm-hmm. Now, today. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? We're learning about King David, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he lives and exists. We talk about King David more than we talk about our grandparents.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, some obviously interpret that messianically that uh, King David will, lives. Yeah, in the Moshiach, sense that his, his Moshiach will come from his
0: descendants. This is true. Live, but, uh, but, the, but the, yeah. No matter how you translate it, means forever. He will always be alive in the in the in the outer mind of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. His influence is forever. Yeah, exactly.
1: Although it's not. Forever. I mean, because when Moshiach comes, it is just the opposite.
0: It's it? coming from David. Who is Moshiach? Oh, yeah. He has to be at the sentence of David. You write it is higher than David, but it's still coming from Better,
1: David. But what I was going to say is that it's a limited time even after Moshiach
4: comes.
0: Oh, it's a limited time. Okay, we'll do with it later when Moshiach will come, and then we'll be after the time of Moshiach, and we'll know how this time looks like, then we'll deal with it. <laughs> this, this length of days is... I'm not so days. sure it's a limited time. It's not clear. What? No,
4: the 70 days... I mean, seventy like years. A, seventy years. I mean, yeah. in, in today's life, it's mm-hmm. not such a it's not such a bad life, seventy, it's, it's not so good. I mean, seventy is okay, let's say, eighty uh, is yeah. better, yeah. but back then they were talking about seventy years, which is really kind of close to what were the people living back then? How old were they living? It uh, not say it, was it?
0: Yeah, no, there is other people live longer than that. 120? I mean, in the time of King David, people lived longer than seventy, probably. I mean, mm-hmm. is there names of people? Uh, written numbers of people lived. I don't know. I have to check it in the Bible. That people lived 70. I believe so. I mean, for King David to live 70 was involved in so many wars, and he still lived 70 years. It's a miracle.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Saul didn't, the, didn't do so
1: well.
0: You're yeah. right, and and Solomon also died at the age of 52, I think.
1: Is there any significance to the fact that there were 70 souls that went into Egypt? Sure, 70?
0: it's all in 70. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything, everything is connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. In any case, God gave him life. Yes, sure, absolutely. God gave him life. He asked for life and God gave it to him. Number six.
3: His honor is great through your salvation. Glory and splendor you placed on him, for you have made him blessed forever. You gladden him with joy before you, for the King trusts in God, and the kindness of the Most High he will not falter. Your hand will find all of your enemies, Your right hand will find those who hate you. You will set them like a furnace on fire at the time of your anger. God will swallow them in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their offspring from upon the earth and their seed from humanity. For they planned evil against you. They devised a plot but could not succeed. For you will place them in a portion apart. You will aim your arrows at their faces. Be exalted, O God, in your strength. We will sing and we will praise your might. Well, and Don't be an enemy of David. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good conclusion. <laughs> Choose your enemies.
0: <laughs> okay, Mark, you want to do chapter 22.
1: <clears throat> For the leader upon... Um, Ayelet Asachar. a Ash- psalm by David. My God, uh, my Hashem, why did you forsake me? My fors- God, my God! Why did you forsake me? Let's Par- stop
0: right here. Kayli, kayli, Lama Zaftoni. The Medrash says that this chapter, King David said for the future, with the future, for Esther. And Esther was going to the king in the time of the story of Purim. And she was finally, when Mordechai told her, the Jewish people are in trouble, you have to go to the king. And she said, I wasn't summoned to the king for 30 days. And anybody who shows up by the king without being summoned will be killed. And he told her, you have to go, you have to risk your life, you have to save the Jewish people. Whatever will be, will be. And she told them, "Kasher," and she answered them a message. "Kasher, uh, avadati, avadati. As I'm lost, I'm lost. No matter what will happen, will be. And she went to the king. On the way to the king, she, sk- she cried out in her heart. My God, my God, why did you forsaken me? The Medish puts it even more. The Medish says, she said to God, Sarah was taken to the gate of Pharaoh for one night and you were right there to save her. And I'm with this king for so long, and where are you? Why? Then God came to, came to rescue right there and then. Then Ekeli, Ekeli Lama have why have you forsaken me? is a very powerful statement. Then the Medrash puts it in the mouth of, of uh, Esther, that it was King David was praying for Esther, so to speak.
3: Why do you think it's, uh, King David is praying for Esther here uh, with this particular psalm? We don't see too many other references in Psalms to Esther. I mean, why do you think this psalm? This
0: chapter specific? is, I, I think Ayala Sashachar is a fear to Esther. Ayala is a, um, what's Ayala? Ayala is a, is a deer. A female deer. Then, uh, then uh, that's what that's what the Torah, uh, the Talmud compares. a that goes on, on Esther.
4: Well, it says on the left side, prayer over the agony of the long exile. But this is yours. Is a that's in general. That's in general. But
0: the Medrash uh, said that that was about uh, about Esther. Medrash goes and compares a few other chap- parts in the chapter that's talking about Esther. In the la- later later too. What do you mean, Why? Here? <laughs> What kind of question is that? Why, if you be chapter 21, it'll be better. I mean, <laughs> that's for Esther. It will be the end. Yeah, because you,
3: you, you don't exactly see... It's hard to see the direct connection, at least, uh, from the text.
0: If you would stand, you'd be in, the, in Esther's shoes, and you would read this, you would feel <laughs> very connected. <laughs> okay, far from my salvation. From the
1: words of my cry. My Hashem I call by day, and you do not answer at night but there is no snow for me.
0: Nor the way we see the concept that we call by day and we call at night. There is a prayer in the day and there is a prayer at night. We use both times. And you are number and, four. And the prayer would be in reference to the Shema? To a, no. Because Shema. Because Shema is a mitzvah that you have to learn in the morning and the evening. That's why we say the Shema. Right. There is a mitzvah to learn Torah day and night. It's written, I think it's a, this line is from the prophet. You have to learn Torah day and night. Then we say the Shema, day, that you fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah at least once during the day. We say the Shema at night, we fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah at least once during the night. That's the minimum. Prayer is a different thing. Prayer is you have to pray to God to ask for your need in the morning and the evening, at night.
1: I thought, we're doing three, and actually... The Even evening, better! Well, mm-hmm. the evening is the one that's more questionable, because n- mincha
0: is a It doesn't clearer. make a difference. The point is, for me, I know what you're saying, but for me, we know that, and we see it in a few places, okay. we, see, we see that we pray to, to God three times a day. For sure at night. Jacob established the prayer at yeah. night, right? Then we're not going to the whole... I know what you mean, but it's a whole different discussion. Okay. I mean, it's, well, you were saying, I mean,
4: really, like you said, Psalm 21, right? Yeah, that, you know, don't be David's enemy. <laughs> and now, 22, we're already moving into exile, basically.
0: You're right. David is praying about exile. Yes, yes, no question about it. Okay. Number four.
1: And you are holy, enthroned upon the priests of Israel.
0: Don't rush so fast. Number four is an important oh, one. We oh, kadosh, 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 kadosh. Ata kadosh, you're holy, enthroned. what's enthroned upon the princes of Israel? Sitting, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: In tron, sitting on your throne upon the praises of Israel. You're sitting on the praises of Israel. There is a story about the Baal Shem Tov. In his early years, he used to go around in towns and cities and he used to ask people, How are you? Just they should say, Baruch Hashem. Thank God. He used to kind of instigate them. They should say, Baruch Hashem. should praise God. How is business? Hashem, good. How is this? Thank God it worked out. How is my health? how is your health? Story goes that he once went to a Jew who was a very, in his own eyes, was very holy. He was learning Torah day and night and he was separated in a room and he didn't talk to any people, any, any um, idle talk. He ate bread and water never went on. He Torah day The Hashem walks into his room and tells him, Rebbe, how are you? He makes him... He doesn't he don't want, He's not talking any idle talk. Once, twice, three times. he's finally it out and the, the Baal Shem Tov tells them, why you don't give God some livelihood? It like it. livelihood. What are you talking about? That he, he caught his attention. This holy man suddenly had to, he shook him up from his wall. He told them it's written, he says eh. Makes a living out. God gives helps us to make a living. You sit on the living in English and what, and what you sitting could be, how is your livelihood? What may how you make a living? What are you sitting on? So what is God making a living of? God is making a living of the praises of Israel. Basically, when we praise God, it gives God desires to give us more says, God sits. What is he sitting on? What is he living on? And the praises of Israel. And the Elot Israel. God is only, but how, how we bring down the, the blessing of Hashem? The, the praises of Israel. And that's what the Baal Shem told. That was a, whole, a breakthrough. Just to bring, what does this mean, praises of Israel? Why gives God a desire to do more? Because they recognize that everything that happens to us is from God. That's the old goal. The goal is to bring God to this world. We'll say something about the last week's Parsha. You know, she call, Issachar and Zebulon, the two sons. Issachar was the son of the leader of the two tribes. Issachar, means what, what is the word Zebulon? What's the word Zebulon means? And when when, uh, when uh, Leah gave the name, every name she gave an explanation. Oh, now you will uh, be my, fi- my my husband or something? Now you'll be yeah. You will be <laughs> really? my husband. You you live with me. You'll be with me. You'll be in my home. Issachar became later the the tribe Torah. Zebulon was the tribe who supported Issachar. It was like a like a partnership. They they they. Learn Torah, and they, and, they, and they paid for it. I'll tell you a story that I just heard about it in a minute, but then Zebulun, what God is saying, now, Leah said, now my husband will live with me. That's why she named name Zebulun. If the husband and God, and we are the wife, then at whom God is, with the Zebuluns or with the Issachars? You understand what I'm saying? With the businessmen that support the, rabbi, the, the people learn Torah, or with the people who learn Torah? Where is God found more? Then the Torah tells us, Zebulun means God. my husband will live with me. Means God is founded more by the businessmen than by the people who learn Torah. Why? Because when you learn Torah, you don't see God. There's no miracles in yeshiva. The food you know expects exactly what to expect for lunch. (laughs) No (laughs) miracles. Nothing will happen there. You can expect what will be in ten years from today. The same rabbi will sit there, sitting there like this. You have a question? (laughs) The same thing, why you came a minute late? Everything will be the same thing. Nothing will change. The Gemara, the Talmud is the same book, it's the same book. You're learning. Sometimes you understand better. Sometimes you understand more. It's challenging. It will be challenging tomorrow, be challenging next week. It's not going to come. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's not going to happen. In the, in, the, in, the phys- in the material world, in the business world, there is constantly miracles. You went, you met a guy, he connected you with you guy, you got a job. With Israel, you found a, you found a customer. A business deal things constantly happen to a point that's why somebody who learns only Torah all his life there is could be if he's not really accomplishing and teach if he's not a teacher he can get very frustrated because he doesn't see there's no action he might know everything but there is that in life a businessman sees the end of God much more then who can praise God where is the praising of God going on in the business world when, when the Ba'al Shem Tov looked for people to praise God, he went to the market. He didn't go to the show. Right. Thank God. Thank God. I learned another page of Gemara. Except that one, and He tried to wake him up. <laughs> exactly. But what I mean to say is the whole idea of, of uh, praising God is only in the business place. That's why God is more with the, the Zebulos than with the sahas. God, Where you see God, where is revealed God, and that's why, what does this mean? The old job of us is to go around and recognize God. When I say a blessing over a cup, of, a cup of water, before I drink it, what do I basically say? I say that this cup of water belongs to God, as you're going to learn soon, and and it's and it's all about and it's about it's it's about recognizing that God, that God created the water. God is the boss. here. Now when I when I, when I have a good business deal, I say, "Thank God." And I take give I take from this money a little bit as we by Jewish law and gift upon sexual charity. I'm recognizing God in my life. That it gives God more a desire to give me more blessings. That's what it's all about. Now I'll tell you an amazing story that I heard the other day. It was a famous rabbi in Krakow. He was called a name, he named after his book. Megale Amukot. Megale Amukot means the, the one who reveals the, the secrets, the hidden secrets, the deep secrets. There was a story. One day, he got up and he announced that he's leaving the city. for another <coughs> he's leaving. He's not, He used to be the rabbi of the city. Everybody loved him. was a great, great famous rabbi. He's leaving. Yeah. The, the community was shocked. But who is going to argue with them is he's leaving? He's leaving they are going to do They were very upset and this. I couldn't understand why he's leaving. One day, two people came to the rabbi for a dispute, you know. As long as he's a rabbi, he has to take the dispute. He cannot say, oh, I'm retired already. (laughs) Look for another rabbi. As long as he's here, he's in trouble. What's the dispute? Was that Jew learn learned Torah all day, but to make a living, he used to have a little bakery. He used to wake up early in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, bake his cookies and cakes and bread, and go to the market, sell it. And night, when he's enough for the day, he used to go back to the shul and learn Torah all day. That was his life. One day passed by a businessman. He says, you, Yackel, you're sitting here and you're wasting your time. I'm baking it, standing in the, in the market in the freezing cold and arguing with with, with people who are coming. You do this. You give it. that's a, that's a, a dollar. What is this for sort a of business for you? How much money you make here? Ten rubles. I'll give you the money. Go to yeshiva and finish. That's the deal of Issachar and Zulam, right? A month later, he passes by by the store, by the market. He sees him standing, he's selling cookies. He says, hey, we made a deal, what, what are you doing here? He says, no, I don't want to do that. Well, you made a deal. Can I break it? I, I get a share in your Torah, that was the deal. And I will pay you in What do you mean you're breaking the deal? Like they said, you don't even tell me. He took, went to the Rav. The Rav looks, he has to know. the guy, he says, I made a deal, the guy broke the deal. He looks at the other guy. Said, "What you? What's going on?" He told him, "You know, when I I felt that my prayer level level of prayer went down. When I used to be a baker, I used to pray to God that the cookies should come out good from the oven. I really cared. I prayed. And then I was standing in the market. I prayed, to God, God help me. I should have my, enough customers quick, and I should be able to go to learn Torah. That my prayer, I felt a real connection with God." Since I, I didn't need any more the physical need, I was getting my salary from you. My prayer, I lost my connection. It's like that story <laughs> And the rabbi, the megala Mukot, said, he's right. He's right, he has the right to take back. And then he said, if such two Jews live in Krakow, I'm staying. <laughs> If there is a community with such people, I'm staying here. Yeah. But it shows you prayer comes from a sense of need. Then, when you when you are in need, when you are whatever you do, you feel that it could come out good, and you're dependent on it. You're praying for God. You're praying harder. You have a stronger connection. That's the power of prayer. This connection. That's that, what it's all about.
2: There's uh, in one of the evening prayers. I forget which one, but it says. Praise is a person who lives by the work of his hands. Uh, You're right.
0: Yes, 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 Yeah. Which is yeah.
2: the same thing. The
0: same idea. Absolutely. Now, but what it's here, first of all, this guy didn't look to make a living with somebody else. Somebody right. else came and offered them and said, I want you to learn Torah. And it's kosher and it's perfect and it's completely okay if the other per- if you didn't plan to make a living on your Torah. You learn Torah for the sake of learning Torah and somebody else wants to support you, that's okay. If you do learn the Torah for the sake of making a living from it, that could be an issue. That's all discussion in itself. But, but, you, but here, he didn't want it because he felt he lost the connection. Now we'll turn to page 54.
1: In, your, in you, our father trusted. They trusted you and you delivered them. Two they cried and they were saved. You, they trusted, and they were not sure.
0: Very important two (coughs) lines. Our Father trusted in you, and and you delivered. They found salvation in you. And they cried out to you. And they they were saved by you. Okay, now comes number seven.
1: And I am a worm and not a man.
0: Oh, I am a worm and not a man. Uh-huh. That goes back to the Bible. The Matrash says something amazing. The Matrash says that, talks about the forefathers and Moses, how humble they were in the eyes of God. How humble they were. That about Moses, God himself testifies that he was the most humble man on earth, right? All the people on the face of the earth who were and will be. Why Moses said, when in the story of Korach, Moses said, he said to Korah, he said to the people of Korah, what do you want from us? God told me to, I should be the king and, and, and Aaron should be the high priest. What do you want from me? We are, not, we are nothing. Ma. Ma means we are what? We are nothing. That Moses considered himself like a nothing. He doesn't exist. That's The, 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 the Madrash points out this is the highest level of humbleness, of notification. And the second in line comes Abram. Abram, in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, he, tell, he turns to God and he says, God, I don't want, I'm arguing with you, even that I'm dust and ashes, I'm, do, I'm dust and ashes. That means ashes is already something. Dust is something. It's not a nothing. It's something, but very low. It's a level of humbleness, not as Moses, but very, very high. Here comes King David. King David says, I am like a worm and not a man. A worm is already a living thing. I mean, not a man, it's a pretty humble statement. <laughs> but, uh, but it's not Moses and it's not Abraham. It's a higher level. Every one of them said what he really was there. They never lied to God. Whatever they were on the level, that's what they understand. He, for example, we learned in the parsha last week. <coughs> Jacob says, "Katonti," I'm too small. He didn't say I'm, I'm ashes. He didn't say I'm a nothing. Everyone said where he was felt where he's standing. But the, here King David says, "It f- feels like a like a worm in front of God." Go ahead, continue. The shame of humani- the
1: shame of humanity and the disgrace of a nation. All who see me mock me. They open their lips. They shake the head. As one turns to Hashem, he shall save him. He rescues him because he desires him. For you are the one who took me from the womb, who made me secure at my mother's breasts. I have been cast upon you since my birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my Hashem.
0: Yes, King David really speaks about himself. He was like, a, he was cast out from the beginning. He was, uh, um, he was uh, d- his brothers didn't like him and was so a whole story about it. Do not go in. But it he was. If he, he he, that was about himself. Go ahead. Do not
1: be distanced from me, for trouble is near, for there is no one to help.
0: Do not. Do mm-hmm. not uh, be distant. Because so again the word Sarah. because suffering is coming close. Why? That's as again I said. We said in the beginning, it's about the Esther, the queen, Queen Esther. That's also she. She prayed to God. These words. Number thirteen.
1: Many bulls surrounded me, the mighty of. Basham encompassed mm-hmm. me. They opened wide their mouths against me as a lion ripping and roaring. I am pouring out like water, and my bones have come have all come apart. My heart becomes like wax melting in my innards. My strength is dried like clay, and my tongue cleaves to my throat, and in the dust of death you lay me down. For dogs have surrounded me, a group of evil doers
3: encircled me, like a I lion that, in my yeah, right.
1: hands and feet.
3: Before we go on from yeah. here, at what point in David's history is, is he talking about a specific incident or is he talking in general? I, mean, yeah, I
0: think he was talking in general, but that if you want, David's life like this was all the time. Every few years was another crisis.
3: Every one of these animals is obviously an enemy of his. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, from the beginning, he was ostracized by his family. They thought he's a mamza. They thought he's a non kosher not legitimate child. It was a whole story. It's a whole story in the Midrash. And the brothers were looking down and them. Um, there's a famous story in the book of of Samuel. How when Samuel came to look for a king in the house of David, in the house of Jesse, he, they all bought the older kids. They didn't think about this little guy. And, fi- and finally, Samuel says, "Well, you have anybody else?" And they said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." They remember them. What means? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> the child that you don't show off they the the big party? What is this? <laughs> that's that's how they looked at him. Then. Uh, and and, and, that's when, and then, you're right, he had so many enemies, Saul wanted to kill him, everybody, even when King David was a king, he had, how many times he had rebellions against them? Mm-hmm. Time and again.
3: his sons.
0: And his sons and, and others, yeah. The
3: Philistines.
0: And Bef- yeah, within the Jewish people, forget about the Philistines.
1: And some of his trusted uh, advisors.
0: Advisors, were against them, Ishem, yeah, they, those are a few things. He wants had to run away from Shalom He had to run away from Jerusalem. That's how bad it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm.
3: He says his bones have all come apart. Obviously, that's not literally, but it's... it implies, yeah, implies some kind of physical torture here. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, uh, physical. When you when you fight and you war, uh, you feel like you're all uh, every bone you can count. Every bone in your body.
1: I count all my bones. They gloat. They look at me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments.
0: They divide my clothes for me. They already, they already done with me. They're dividing the, the, the inheritance. The Meddash puts it also on Esther that everybody was saying, only servant was, a maid servant, a maidservant said, oh, she's going to be there. Now she's going to the king. They'll kill her. I'll get this, you'll get this. Everybody already divided. They already done with you. With you. They're, they're, describing, they're describing the person like he's dead already. They're counting the day after. That's how bad it was. With King David and with Esther.
1: And you, Hashem, do not be distant. My strength, hurry to my aid. Save my life from the sword, my soul from the hands of dogs. Save me from a lion's mouth and from the horns of wild oxen. As, answer me. I will relate your name to my brethren. Amidst a congregation, I'll praise you. Those I will praise
0: you. I, will, I promise you that I will tell the miracles to everybody. That's what King David is saying. Again.
1: Go ahead. Those who fear Hashem praise him, all the seeds of Yaakov honor him, and stand in his awe, all the seeds of Israel. For he did not scorn nor despise the cries of the poor, and did not hide his face from him. And when he cried to him, he heard, Because of you is my praise in the great congregation. I will fill my uh, vows before those that fear him.
0: I will feel, fulfill my vows. We always we are promising God that we will do things when you are in distress. We promise God, God will do this, will do this, will do this, and then when we when things are taken care of, we forget very quickly. Even it's written about Jacob that a big part of his sorrows came because when he on the way there he said, if God will help me, I'll come back and I will make this house a house of God and a monument. And on the way back, he he took his time, and because of this. All the soldiers came, finally God told them, go ready to bait, eh? bait KL, go and do already what you promised, because he didn't promise. Huh. Then here we see also, you know, there's a famous, I, mean, I think I mentioned it, the, the, a guy who gets his foot stuck in the railroad, and and the boat, The train is coming, and he's like, God, 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 God help me. Say, I'll do everything. And then pulls out his foot, and the train passes by and says, God, thank you, but no thanks, I took care of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, it's a joke, but that's how we all behave. <laughs> when we are in distress, they say, God, help me, help me. Then say, oh, I did it, I told him this, he did this. I'm a hocha. That's the problem. But not to forget to pay off the, 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 the uh, uh, promises to God. Go the ahead, we are number uh, 28, 27.
1: The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those that seek Him will praise Hashem. Your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and they will return to Hashem, and all the families of the
0: nations will bow before you. For sovereignty belongs to Hashem and He rules the nations. Sovereignty belongs to Hashem, but how is it belonging to Hashem if He will not do it? He needs us to accept His sovereignty. That's what it's all about, to recognize God in the world. Go ahead.
1: They eat and they bow, all the fat ones of the earth, though they kneel before Him, all who descend in dust, No soul of them is revived. The seed who serves him will tell of Hashem to the generation. They will come and relate his righteousness, that which he has done to a newborn people.
0: Newborn people could be the Jewish people.
3: Question here. This psalm is used by many, but in particular, uh, there's a passage in one of the Midrashim, the Seeker that talks about uh, the Messiah ben Joseph. And it relies very heavily on Psalm 22.
0: Really?
3: Uh, that he's a figure that's going to die, he's going to suffer on behalf of the mm-hmm. Jewish people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what mean? Cite, mm-hmm. cite Psalm 22 at length. i was wondering if really. you could comment about that.
0: I mean, Moshe Abed-Yosef is a concept in Judaism, even that Maimonides does not bring it. Maimonides speaks only, Maimonides is a book of Jewish law, and he, like, lays down the law. No, there is, in, Jude, in, in, in the world of the Torah, there is many opinions, but then comes the code of Jewish law and puts it down. And the my mind is when he writes code of Jewish law about the laws of Moshech, he does not mention a Moshech ben Yosef. Moshech from, from the house of Joseph. But in the Talmud and the Midrashim and the Zohar, that's all over. That before the, the Mashiach the sentence of David will come, will be a Moshech, the sentence of Joseph, and he will be a king and he will be killed, and then will come Moshech ben David. Moshech, the son of David. No, what shall I tell you?
3: Well, first of all, why do you think Maimonides uh, says there will be because,
0: no machine? Because no, Maimonides also it will not be. Maimonides, what Maimonides says, it's not a must. Could be, will be, but it's not a must. It could be without it. It could be without it also. Without a Mashiach from David, will never be. That's the ultimate. Without a Mashiach from Yosef, could be, will be, could be, will not. It's up to to God's decision if you want. Depends on the Jewish people. Depends on the. Sit- depends on many things. Or, for example, my mom decides it's not going to be big miracles. Even, I mean, the biggest miracle is peace. <laughs> we need a bigger miracle than peace. People will get along. Really? <laughs> Which world is he living? I mean, that's the biggest miracle. But he says he means to say it will not be altering of nature, so to speak. It will not be... Uh, he says when the, it's written, then the, the words in, in Isaiah, that the lion and the, and the lamb will sit together says it's not literal, that's what my Maimonides says. My Maimonides does mean it will not be miracles. He says it's not a must. you understand? It could be Moshiach will come without miracles, at least at the beginning. What I mean to say is the same thing with Moshiach from, from Yosef's type, from Ben Yosef. It does, it's not a must. it doesn't mean it will not be, but Maimonides says it could happen without it. That's what my Maimonides' opinion, and therefore we are not, I don't know much about Moshe Ben Yosef. Maybe you'll research it and bring us next week the <laughs> he is such some, a great, you know, picture of him. <laughs> he was such a great
4: person. <laughs> Who? Yosef is such a great person that he almost deserves to be in, in what you're talking about. Moshe, so what, what
0: is there? Yosef and, De- and David. What's really there? What's really behind it? Joseph and Judah. Mm-hmm. The real argument: Who will take over? Who is the continuation of Jacob? Joseph was. Joseph said, that, although why they hated him. We are going to learn some the parshas next week's parsha. They hated Joseph because he said, I'm the king, and you should bow down to me. Because he felt, not because he wants to be a king, he felt it's the continuation. He was the firstborn son of Rachel. That means that he's the firstborn son of Jacob. The whole purpose of Jacob was to marry Rachel. And he's the firstborn son of Rachel. That, to a sense, he's the first child. That's it by... By, by, by the way, they were born another 11 children, that's not his fault, I mean... <laughs> and he married Leah and Bilah and Zilpah, and they got a whole <laughs> entourage there. The goal of Jacob was Joseph. and the other end Judah was the leader of the other tribes. Then it's really a constant struggle throughout Jewish history between the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Joseph. The kingdom of the 10 tribes was, who was in control? The tribe of Ephraim, right? Ephraim is the son of Joseph. And it was the ten tribe and the kingdom of Judah. Constantly in a war, three hundred years. Right after Solomon the it and split into two kingdoms, and it was two tribes, two kingdoms. And they were exiled. They are gone. And we are looking for them really, basically. What is uh, Jeremiah going around and saying, Abain Yakir Ephraim, my dear son Ephraim? Every time when I remember him, my Kishkes are turning over. Where is he? I will always love him. Always, all, Arachem arachamenu. is an expression of love. I will always love him. Who is he talking about? The Ten Tribes. Then this struggle between... And the prophet says, in a, then a, a God told the prophet, I don't remember which prophet, it was one of the us. we're going to read next week, bit later, he says, take a, uh, two pieces of wood, write on one of them the name of Judah, one of them the name of Joseph, put them together, says there will be a day that they will be united, and Moshiach will come. That this is the tra- This is Moshe of Joseph, Moshech of David. That says, at this struggle, if they will be united, we don't need two Moshe's, in essence.
3: Another half where Joseph will be aflame. Uh, and again, that's, uh, again. So.
0: That's, yeah, yeah. That's, he will be the cure for Esau. That's yeah. a different story. And that's yeah. also
3: one of the sources for Mashiach and Yosef in that sense.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So we got a Mashiach and David from Judah,
0: and we got Mashiach a and Yosef, Yosef from, from Ephraim friend Joseph. I- Ephraim and Joseph, yes. Mm-hmm. Too many?
3: <laughs> so the northern and southern kingdom, both have their heroes, basically. You're right,
0: you're <laughs> right, you're right. And and at that time, in the time of Jeremiah, King Yoshiao tried to bring everybody back together. He said, enough of this fight, let's get together, let's be one. Whatever is the remnants of Ephraim, they were not left much of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And actually, who is Ephraim? Ephraim was the twin tribes. They were idol worshippers. You know where they set up the idols. In the temple. Where did they set up the Two golden calves. The they said, the huh? Temple. In the
4: temple. Uh, Which the temple? Child? No, Childhood. no, huh? In, in, in Bethel, Bethel? Right?
0: In Bethel. <laughs> where is Bethel? The place of whom? Uh, Jacob went and he put and he and he, had, and he made a monument and the whole thing, Mariah, right? I was going to ask you
3: because there's a dispute. Obviously, Bethel is supposed to be Mount Moriah according to the yeah. southern tradition.
0: I
2: know yeah, I the bottom that, line. Was where, that was in Judah. That was yes. where the uh, that's Eshcolaim, isn't it? But, but
4: the northern is, kingdom claimed the story, and yeah, there are two Bethels. Yeah. that's
0: what. I'm, yeah, that's one of yeah. the men. The point is, the Bethel that the Torah is speaking, this is the same Bethel that they set up an idol.
3: I, I thought it was a dispute in the sense that the Northern Kingdom said, "Well, look, we're going to appropriate this story, and we're going to move the, we're going to move the temple to the
0: to territory, yes. and we're
3: going to name it Bethel." There was the stone there.
0: Right <laughs> there was the stone in Bethel. Wait, was the stone still there? Oh, and the stone! I, did I didn't check. I there? didn't check it last <laughs> week. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Where is the stone? The point is, Ephraim were idol worshippers. They had two idols two golden cafes set up. Uh, what's the name of the Jeroboam. king? Jeroboam, yeah. first king. And he encouraged everybody to go to worship there. For 300 years, nobody went to the temple they were worshiping idols. It was terrible. And, and these children, and these, when they were exiled, the prophet Jeremiah says in the name of Hashem, my dear son Ephraim, who is he talking to? Who is Ephraim? People are going with long prayers and they pray all day. My dear son Ephraim, we're talking about idol worshippers, generations of generations of idol worshippers." And he calls them, My dear son Ephraim, come back, we love you. Ma, every time when I think about you, I cry, I miss you. But Ephraim. And that's the prayer we say on Rosh Hashanah and Keeper, we said in the Amida. In the repetition of the Amida, we said. This prayer, Abbenyak Yadir Ephraim, we said in the Torah from Rosh Hashanah. Hmm. Chapter 23. You'll catch one more chapter. The Psalm by David. God is
2: my shepherd, I shall not lack. In pleasant meadows he lays me down.
0: Upon still waters he leads me. Hashem, oh, we went too far. Hashem, Roy, lo Psalm by David. God is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. You hear what's going on here? This is not for funerals. Oh, my God, this is such a bad thing. <laughs> this is for living people. God is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. What means God is my shepherd? We compare God to a father talking. Then we compare to our father. Then we compare him to our husband. Then we compare him to our shepherd. Like is, a shepherd. It's like, yeah, the shepherd, a flag. A king, he gives you what you deserve, maybe even nothing. <laughs> he sent you, I don't know where. A father loves you. A husband may be more attentive to you. Depends, Better the father and the husband depends on how lucky you are. Um, then comes a the shepherd shepherd the f- the flock the cow the little sheep doesn't think she doesn't have any agendas doesn't how oh, we're going to make food tomorrow what are we going to eat tomorrow i'm cooking for supper there's no such questions the little sheep is completely dependent on the shepherd somebody told me the other day why people love dogs so much because dogs are completely dependent on the owners, that you, you create a bond with, with a dog in such a deep bond. I cannot speak from experience, but <laughs> <laughs> what I see how other people react. I can see that and this is very, very connected. God is my shepherd means, spoke before about the God we trust. That's what you're talking about. God is my shepherd. I should lack nothing. Who lacks nothing you, when you think that God is your shepherd? God is your shepherd. What are you worrying about? Shepherd, you can take me there. Go there, 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 there. Whatever you saying. I'm not worried at all. That's what he's saying. Hashem roi lo And God is my roe, my shepherd. I will, I will lack nothing. And this is on Shabbos. It's written, you know, on Shabbat, mm-hmm. we don't have to be busy with our need. People come Shabbos to shul to show pray to God for the, for the business. Really, on Shabbat, you don't pray for your need. Because on Shabbat, you have to have this feeling from Hashem roi lo I lack nothing. That's why we say it on Shabbat before, before Kiddish. We, we say this chapter. So why did the song get turned into something that... It some came from different religions, my friend. Okay. You mean, I shall not want? No. Or are you referring, you to, it in You're referring
4: to, yeah. to the Psalm 23? <laughs> yeah, that 23 everybody Psalm knows. Yeah. Okay. Because it's translated frequently as, I shall not want.
0: I shall not want.
4: I shall not. Wa- yeah, the really? Lord is my God. Mm-hmm. Lord is my There's shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah, it's a, a a ver- it's a it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a
0: whole different editor. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's it's a it's an inappropriate uh, meaning, but it's I think it relates to the oh, to the meaning of the word want. Way back. No,
0: no, no, no. It's no. It's what he's saying now is
3: wants or needs.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's
0: a big difference. Mm-hmm. To wants and needs. I lack but,
3: nothing.
4: Yeah. No, I
0: lack that's nothing. nothing. Doesn't mean pattern. I don't want. That means that I have everything. I lack
4: nothing.
0: If I don't want, means I'm so holy, I don't want anything. But it doesn't mean that I have. If we say, I want everything and I like nothing. Because God will provide everything. Yeah, it's a different meaning.
2: It's but th- different but meaning. that's the common translation.
4: That's
0: interesting. This is a self-inflicted uh, uh, translation. I don't want, I'm holy, I don't want anything. God doesn't want you not to want. Want. And use it for the sake of God. We are not against people having things. As long as they do it for the sake of God. They can want everything. Not only bread and water. They can ask for everything. As long as they do it, they use it for the sake of God. That's okay. We are not against it. And therefore that's a different. The old Christianity is more into should have nothing, you should not want anything. Judaism doesn't say it. Judaism says take the whole physical material world and utilize it for the good thing for good things. That refrained from it, God created the world. he wants we should do with it at something. For who is created, the madrash says, there is a story, well, this will finish, we'll learn number 23 next week, but uh, <laughs> then there is a story about one of the Chabad rabbis, was, everything was very rich by him, he had the, he had the, the, the pen was gold and the spoons were gold, everything was very rich. And Hasidim came to, one of his greatest Hasidim was the rabbi's grandfather and told him, why is he having everything, what he needs gold, he can help the the, the poor. He said, for who was created gold? For the wicked, for me, for you, for the tzadi, to serve God with you. And the Mendrish says it. The Madris says the gold was not created but for the for the for the holy temple. Gold is not a necessity, you understand? Necessities, why created necessity? Because you need them. What do you need gold for? Let's say it wouldn't be gold on the earth. So we wouldn't survive. Gold was created to beautify the temple. What does this mean? Everything good in the world is created for whom? For the temple, for serving of God. That everything that's in the world, we should utilize it. There is an internet for the Torah. There is videos for the Torah. (laughs) Everything that exists is utilized for God. That we are not here to refrain from things. We are here to take them, grab life in their honors and use it and elevate it. Not to stay in the side, not to be on this uh, bystanders. Spectators. To jump into the game and elevate it and do with it at something. Use it for the sake of God.